The hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. O Lord, open thou our lips, and our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, it is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 28 on page 373. Unto thee will I cry, O Lord, my strength. Think no scorn of me, lest if thou make as though thou hearest not, I become like them that go down into the pit. Hear the voice of my humble petitions when I cry unto thee, when I hold up my hands toward the mercy seat of thy holy temple. O pluck me not away, neither destroy me with the ungodly and wicked doers which speak friendly to their neighbors, but imagine mischief in their hearts. Reward them according to their deeds, and according to the wickedness of their own inventions. Recompense them after the work of their hands. Pay them that they have deserved. For they regard not in their mind the works of the Lord, nor the operation of his hands. Therefore shall he break them down, and not build them up. Praise be the Lord, for he hath heard the voice of my humble petitions. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart hath trusted in him, and I am helped. Therefore my heart danceth with joy, and in my song will I praise him. The Lord is my strength, and he is a wholesome defense of his anointed. O oh, save thy people, and give thy blessing unto thine inheritance. Feed them, and set them up forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the second verse of the 22nd chapter of Numbers. <clears throat> now Balak the son of Zippor saw all that Israel had done to the Amorites, and Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many, and Moab was sick with dread because of the children of Israel. So Moab said to the elders of Midian, 
Now this company will lick up everything around us as an ox licks up the grass of the field. And Balak, the son of Zippor, was king of the Moabites at that time. Then he sent messengers to Balaam, the son of Beor at Pethor, which is near the river in the land of the sons of his people, to call him, saying, Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. Therefore, please come at once, curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land, for I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. So the elders of Moab and the elders of Midian departed with the diviner's fee in their hand, and they came to Balaam and spoke to him the words of Balak. And he said to them, Lodge here tonight, and I will bring back word to you as the Lord speaks to me. So the princes of Moab stayed with Balaam. Then God came to Balaam and said, Who are these men with you? So Balaam said to God, Balak the son of Zippor, king of Moab, has sent to me, saying, Look, a people has come out of Egypt, and they cover the face of the earth. Come now, curse them for me. Perhaps I shall be able to overpower them and drive them out. And God said to Balaam, You shall not go with them. You shall not curse the people, for they are blessed. So Balaam rose in the morning and said to the princes of Balak, Go back to your land, for the Lord has refused to give me permission to go with you. And the princes of Moab rose and went to Balak and said, Balaam refuses to come with us. Here ends the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 21st verse of the second chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. And when eight days were completed for the circumcision of the child, his name was called Jesus, the name given by the angel before he was conceived in the womb. Now when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were completed, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, 
He took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity, and this woman was a widow of about eighty-four years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. So when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth. And the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Here ends the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies, and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for their mission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness, and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. 
The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the strength of all those who put their trust in thee, mercifully accept our prayers, and because through the weakness of our mortal nature we can do no good thing without thee, grant us the help of thy grace, that in keeping thy commandments we may please thee both in will and deed, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom. Defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall to no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We enter into the story of uh, Balak and Balaam, and uh, it teaches some, some lessons. I think we're it's most profitable to look as we've you know done in this story of Israel coming out of Egypt to look at the story of Israel as a kind of type of the spiritual life that that here are God's people moving through the wilderness on the way to the promised land, and as they go through the wilderness, they encounter various kinds of obstacles and temptations and things that would um, hinder their their progress. Uh, you know, and and the blessing that God puts upon them as they move towards that. In in the in the Christian life, we are moving forward to. Um, I think it's right to think of our life as a forward movement towards the resurrection, towards the new creation. That in that light, um, life in this world is an interim time. Um, there's lots of you know good and joyous things, but it's a time of testing, preparation. And so the spiritual life is seen in terms of how we navigate things in this world so as to continue to be progressing forward towards the goal. And the thing we see in Israel is they get sidetracked by the temptations, by, by things that, that come upon them. And here the whole, um, you know, the, the Balak and the, the, the curse um, is, is kind of seen as a, sort of a spiritual battle of, 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 so the enemies of God's people who were threatened by them tried to invoke various spiritual powers to, um, you know, and in the New Testament we're told we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. What's notable about this story is that um, when Balak goes to curse, um, when Balaam goes to curse, he can't. You can't curse them, they're blessed. 
So this, so Israel exists in the blessing of God. Um, and even though they, God is having them go through difficult times, he is with them. You must remember that he is in the uh, tent. Uh, he's in the ark. He's traveling with his people. And the main thing that can pull them aside is disobedience. Then they get outside of God's blessing. And whenever somebody in Israel becomes disobedient, that's what happened to Korah, Dathan, and Abiram. It's what's going to happen at the end of this Balak-Balaam story with those who decide to give the, fall into temptation. What happens is um, Balaam is going to, uh, he can't curse because they, he's limited there. Later on, the tradition is going to be that he um, counsels uh, Balak to that he can undermine Israel by by inviting Israelites into paganism by the practice of paganism and 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 drawing the side. We'll see at the end of the story that kind of thing happens. So we can see various aspects of temptation here. We can see like a religious leader, if we take uh, Balaam to be a, a type of that can be kind of bought off and for his own profit can can lead people astray. And and we're going to see it as the story goes on, the temptation to compromise with the world because um, something right now is not satisfying us. We're in the wilderness. It's not completely satisfying. And so we try to go, we, we're trying to find it in something in the world offers us that requires us to compromise our relationship with God. And the problem with that is that nothing in this world is designed to fulfill us. And that's the, the restlessness of the human condition that, that people keep. Even when we find the thing, we get some something that, that gives us some relief. It isn't the thing that in and of itself eventually becomes inadequate. And so we just look at this as, as, as Israel's largely a negative error, or excuse me, a negative example of what not to do. Of course, we read this story over and against the story of Jesus in the wilderness, who holds on to the scriptures and the promises. And um, when we go over to the New Testament lesson today, um, we get what, what I think is interesting for me in the in story of Anna and Simeon is that there's a lot of criticism of worship in the New Testament. Jesus lambasts the scribes and the Pharisees. Um, the Sadducees who ran the temple were known to be uh, kind of compromised with Rome to keep their privileged priestly position. Um, but when we actually go in the temple, we see some people took the religion very seriously. Here we have a, a Simeon, a just and devout man who, 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 who prays. We have Anna a, called a prophetess who for uh, decades has been in the temple fasting and praying. So though there's in Israel corrupt religion, leaders aren't doing what they're supposed to do, there are faithful, ordinary people. And it's interesting in the whole Luca narrative, who does God appear to? The, 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 the faithful woman from Nazareth who, who, who is chosen here in the temple. He's not talking to priests. He's not talking to leaders. He's, he's appearing himself to, a, to a, a woman who probably no one knew other than she's some strange woman in the temple praying, but she's faithful. Simeon's faithful. Those who, they get to see God. And it's a good reminder for us when we were tempted to complain about the church or all these people doing all those things is that's, that's, they are, that all does happen, but all that matters is 
how are you being faithful? How am I being faithful? That God recognizes his faithful people, his remnant, as it were, who stay committed to their prayer, who work out their vocation, who practice saying no to the world in order to, to, to remain to remain faithful. And so that's we have this negative example of Israel, and we, we remember there are faithful people, and and there are, and that's who God appears to. And it's always a temptation to be pulled out of that faithfulness because we get restless, impatient, and examples like Simeon and Anna, who who God appears to them, that God comes to us, He comes to the faithful who persevere in praying and waiting for him and don't succumb to the temptations that surround them to grab something now at the expense of faithfulness. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. We'll continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18 of the prayer book. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in the unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Hope you have a great Monday and great start to your week. Thank you, Father John. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye, everybody.
Have a good day, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, Michelle. Bye, Luke. Bye, Sergeant. Bye, Luke.